Welcome everyone to Tough Love with Dr. Laura Copley, a podcast where we explore all things related to complex trauma, healing, and transformative growth. I'm your host, Dr. Laura Copley, licensed professional counselor, relationship trauma expert, international speaker, and author of the relationship self-help book, Loving You is Hurting Me. Your time to deepen your life and explore your relationships begins right now. Happy New Year, everyone. We are in the first few weeks of the new year, and I know for many of you, the new year is a time where we reflect and refocus. Some of us make New Year's resolutions, love them or hate them. We tend to naturally want to shift at these transitional moments. Some of us are more direct with goals, while some of us want to make more subtle lifestyle shifts. And regardless on where you stand with these New Year's resolutions or transitions that you want to make, I hope that today's podcast episode will be helpful. Today, we'll explore the science and strategies behind reflecting on the past year and setting meaningful intentions for the year ahead. So when we start talking about creating new intentions and goal setting, one crucial aspect is how well we're able to self-reflect and think back on the past and learn from the past, not in terms of rumination and hyper-dwelling and getting stuck in that negative feedback loop, but reflection is more about being able to revisit the past, collect data, evaluate it, and take the lessons that we need and apply it to the here and now or to our future. So what I want you to do, and it might be helpful to have a journal of some sort to take some notes, but research shows that reflecting on our experiences helps us learn and grow. So let's start there. What do you think about when you think about um, your achievements and accomplishments? Let's just say over the last year. Think about them for a second, the the big ones and the small ones. Have you taken the time to celebrate those wins? Because owning those wins, owning those achievements and letting your body get the full experience of the hard work that you put in and the positive reinforcement that you got back, celebrating these wins can boost your self-confidence and motivation. What are they? Write them down. And another aspect about self-reflection is learning from challenges. So I want you to consider the challenges that you faced over the year. Write them down. What were those challenges? What were those moments of an impasse that you faced, those dilemmas? What were those moments and what did you learn from them? How did you show up? And and what does that mean about your character and how you showed up? Did facing fear demonstrate your courage? Did overcoming hardship, even though it was painful, did that demonstrate a new strength that you didn't know you had? So let's learn from our challenges. Remember, setbacks can be valuable teachers. What were the setbacks? What were the dilemmas? What were the challenges? And how did you show up for those? What does that say about yourself? And if you want to take this a step further, 
when that happens again to you, what would you like to do different? Another aspect about self-reflection is emotional reflection. So reflect on your emotional journey throughout the year. I know 2023 for me was a roller coaster. And I feel like we say that every year, but this year for me was probably the most intense emotional year that I have felt in probably since my early 20s. Um, I went through both some such exciting celebratory times with my book being released and the journey of writing it and getting to travel. But I also had a really scary health scare that depleted me and just sent me into a state of horror and terror that I I lived for about three months of the year. And so my emotional journey throughout this year was extreme whiplash. What about you? How did you feel during various moments throughout the year? Can you actually track and name the emotions that you felt throughout the year and why? Can you link them to certain things that were going on? Emotions play a vital role in our goal setting process. So take some time to reflect on that. And once you have, let's dive into setting intentions that we can actually stick to. Research tells us a lot about effective goal setting. And so there there are three things I want you to be thinking about when it comes to actually setting intentions. Whether that's New Year's resolutions again, or whether that's just like, hey, I'm listening to this podcast on a Tuesday and maybe it's May by now. I don't know when you're listening to this, but I want to start fresh. I want to start new and I want to create some shifts in my life. I don't care where you're starting. But here are three things that I want you to make sure that you're incorporating when you're trying to set effective goals. And uh, some of you might already be familiar with SMART goals. They're great. So SMART goals are a framework used in goal setting that helps individuals create clear, achievable, and well-defined objectives. We're going to start here, but I have more in store for you than just your typical SMART goal. But SMART goals is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So here's the breakdown of each component. Specific means goals should be clear and precise. They should address the who, what, where, when, why aspects of your goal. Being specific helps avoid ambiguity. Measurable goals should have quantifiable aspects that allows progress to be tracked and measured. This would involve using concrete criteria to determine when the goal has been achieved. How will you know it's been achieved unless you're able to measure it somehow? Achievable goals should be realistic and attainable. They should stretch your abilities, but still within the realm of possibility. So we want to grow, but we don't want there to be this astronomically challenging growth that's just going to make us feel defeated. We're here to evolve, right? So setting unrealistic goals can lead to frustration and discouragement. So gently challenge yourself with these achievable goals. Relevant goals should be aligned with your values, your needs, and your long-term objective. It needs to be 
relevant to you in your life. They should matter to you. They should contribute to your overall well-being and they should help you grow. And then finally, time-bound goals should have a specific time frame or a deadline for completion. This creates a sense of movement, that there's momentum towards something, and it helps you stay focused on making progress. So let's, let's create some SMART goals for maybe someone who's overcoming a difficult year and wants to make changes to their well-being. So let's first talk about maybe a goal that you have might be improving your physical well-being. I know that's often a big one. So a specific goal might be, I will engage in regular physical activity to improve my physical health. Measurable would be, I will walk for at least 30 minutes, five days a week, and gradually increase the duration and intensity of my workouts. Achievable would be, I will start with a manageable routine and I will gradually build it up as I gain strength and energy. Relevant would be, Improving my physical health is essential for my overall well-being and recovery from a difficult year. So you see, we're incorporating aspects that are true for me. We're incorporating our value system. Why is it important? And then time-bound, I will achieve this by the end of six months with milestones set along the way to track my progress. Here's another example. Maybe your goal is to enhance your emotional well-being. I know this this was true for me over 2023. So specific, I will practice mindfulness meditation to reduce my stress and improve my emotional well-being. Measurable, I will meditate for 10 minutes every morning and track my daily practice in a journal. Achievable, starting with 10 minutes is manageable and I can gradually increase the duration as I become more comfortable with the practice. Relevant, reducing stress and improving emotional well-being will help me cope with the challenges of this past year. And then time-bound, I will establish this habit within the next month and I will continue to practice mindfulness regularly. So as you can see, these SMART goals provide a clear roadmap for someone looking to make positive changes to their well-being after a difficult year. This is an excellent place to start. So take out your journal and maybe map out some. They are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, making them effective tools for tracking progress and achieving meaningful improvements. But the second aspect of this is that I want you to acknowledge the power of incremental progress. I don't want you to expect some monumental leap from a a tough year or a tough month or a tough week or a tough life to all of a sudden picture perfect, right? I want you to believe in the power of incremental progress. Small steps lead to big changes. And ultimately, when we're doing these small steps, we're actually creating small shifts in our life that's attainable and adaptable. And what ends up happening is this third, this third aspect to setting good intentions, and that's habit formation. If you want to create a new way of being in your life, we actually have to have the, for, the formation of habits. That has to be the foundation that we have for long-lasting change. And there's a lot of research out there that suggests that habits consist of 
a cue, a routine, and a, and a reward. So what is going to be the catalyst, the cue to start incorporating habits? What are you going to link it to? What's going to be the thing that's going to remind you like, oh, like I, I do this other habit like brushing my teeth. And so I'm going to link brushing my teeth with this new thing. Like after I brush my teeth, I'm also, that's also going to be when I take my medicine or after I brush my teeth and take my medicine, I immediately go to my meditation space. And then we create a routine. And then after the routine, we respond with a reward. Identify these elements to build new habits. So that is a very structured and logical way to approach goal setting and intention setting, but it lacks something. And this is something that I deeply believe in. We have to incorporate how we want to feel in the formula for creating goals. Now, what do I actually mean by that? Our emotions are actually what indicate to us whether we are successful or not, whether we are happy or not. That makes sense. Um, And it's why we think like, oh, if I could just get that house or that car or that husband or whatever, then I will be happy. But then we get that thing and, you know, it's exciting at first, but then we kind of start to bottom out and it's because we forget to include in our vision, in our in our intentions, how we want to feel. And how we want to feel needs to be what calibrates us along the journey as we start to work on building new habits and working on emotional regulation and working on those SMART goals. So emotions are a powerful driving force behind our actions and goals. So we need to include them. It's not just SMART goals. That is goal setting 101 is SMART goals, but it lacks emotion. It lacks the feeling that we want to be experiencing when we know that we've attained what we wanted to attain. So let's explore how we can incorporate emotion into our goal setting process. Number one, we need emotional connection. So in your journal, in your own time, I want you to ask yourself how achieving a particular goal will make you feel. And I know we don't have the information 100% because, well, we haven't lived it yet. It's something that we're just assuming is going to happen in the future. But we need to emotionally connect to our goals to enhance our motivation. And it's also a way that we start to realize that what we're actually striving for isn't a thing, it's a feeling. So if we're needing more peace in our life, naming what that emotion is will help us calibrate along the path to even realize if the goal is worth it or not. Maybe we get on a path of trying to work towards something, a new job, Um, some sort of a new endeavor, and we realize, well, this isn't feeling like I thought it was going to feel. This isn't bringing me peace. Okay, well, let's shift and create a new goal and a new vision around, well, what actually might bring you peace? And we also need to, number two, incorporate some positive psychology. Research in positive psychology emphasizes the importance of cultivating positive emotions. So we need to start incorporating activities that bring you joy into your intentions. 
And this is something that when we actually survey the happiest people in the world, they will say that when they are leading their life, when they are making choices, they will choose something based on the positive emotion that they experience. How many of you out there choose to do something because you're guilty, because you feel guilty or ashamed? How often are we persuaded by guilt to do something as opposed to a positive emotion? Or how often are we persuaded to do something because it's demanded of us and we feel pressured and obligated and stressed to, do, to make a decision a certain way? When we survey the happiest people on earth, they don't choose something because of guilt or shame or obligation or expectation or pressure or any of those feelings. They choose a feeling that they would prefer to feel like inspiration joy, peace, um, they uh, motivation because something might be hard, but it's going to help them grow. So we need to incorporate positive psychology and what positive psychology has found in their research is begin making decisions based on the positive emotion that you want to feel. And then number three, when we're talking about how emotions are a powerful driving force behind our actions, we need to have self-compassion. Be kind to yourself on this journey. What we know is self-compassion shows us that to accept ourselves and to understand ourselves, that leads to greater resilience. So we need to lean into how we're feeling through the vulnerable process that happens when we're on a journey to better ourselves. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. It's not always motivation. Sometimes growing hurts and we need to be compassionate with ourselves. Sometimes that means slowing down. Sometimes that means rallying support. Sometimes that means processing where we are along the journey in a new way. Goals with soul are another way that we can elaborate on the emotional necessities um, as it relates to goal setting. So what are goals with soul? Well, they're more than just traditional objectives. They are deeply meaningful and purpose-driven aspirations that align with your core values, desires, and emotions. Setting goals with soul means focusing not on what we want to achieve, but also on how we want to feel throughout the journey and upon reaching those goals. So this is when we're blending those very logical, smart goals with those emotion-focused goals, and we're marrying them and we're combining them to create goals with soul. Let's explore how we can incorporate goals with soul by aligning our desired emotions with the intentions we set for ourselves. And first we need to look at the essence of goals with soul. They are rooted in the belief that true fulfillment comes not just from external accomplishments, the car, the house, the raise, the status, but it comes from our inner sense of purpose passion and well-being. That's what every human being wants. We just get confused along the way on how to get it. 
And what is modeled to us from society is very much this achieve and money and status and that sort of thing. And that might come along the way. That might be part of your journey. I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I'm saying that what we actually need is to prioritize how we want to feel while pursuing that vision. And if we are miserable along the way, all of a sudden, it's not like, oh, now I, I reached it. Now the misery is gone. And I, I, I tell my uh, my professors, uh, you know, as, as somebody who escaped academia, because it wasn't for me. It's for some people, but it was not for me. I so often get the, once I reach tenure, then everything will be okay dialogue. And while working for something like reaching tenure is very admirable. If you are not learning how to give yourself grace and happiness and joy and peace and balance and boundaries along the way, you are creating an expectation from yourself and all of your colleagues. And they're going to be demanding something from you even after tenure. So as we approach this milestone, which is something to celebrate and look forward to, we still need to incorporate along the way how you want to feel once you get there. So it's not misery and then happiness. It is hard work and balance and prioritizing yourself as you work hard for this milestone. And then after that, you have the foundation of your worth and how to say no, and your non-negotiables, because you've already created them. Does that make sense? So emotions are your North Star. To set these goals with soul, start by identifying the emotions you want to experience as you work towards your SMART objectives. So ask yourself, how do you want to feel each day of your current life? And I'm pausing here because I actually want you to think about that answer. How do you want to feel each day of your life? And the next question, what emotions will bring you a sense of fulfillment and contentment? Some of us want peace while others want excitement. Some of us want relaxation while, some, while others want inspiration. So notice all those are positive feelings because we all actually want to feel positive, but we're each unique in what that missing link is. So what emotions will bring you a sense of fulfillment and contentment? For example, you might want to feel joy, peace, freedom, confident, connectedness. These emotions become your guiding North Star. It steers you in the right direction as you make choices that set out before you. These micro choices that will show up every single day of your life. The feeling that you want to feel needs to be aligned with the choice that you make. And then once we use emotions as our North Star, the next part is aligning action to those emotions. Once you've identified your desired emotion, Align your actions and intentions accordingly. And here's how. Number one, clarify your goals. 
Begin by defining your goals clearly. We've already learned how to do that. What specific outcomes do you want to achieve? Ensure they align with your value system and your passion and the feeling that you want to feel. Number two, set intentional intentions. Be conscious of the vision and the goals that you're working for. Craft your intentions that focus on how you want to feel as you work towards your goals. For instance, if you aim to feel joy, set an intention to engage in activities that genuinely bring you joy throughout your journey. Because once you reach that milestone and you're just miserable along the way, you're miserable along the journey and you all of a sudden reach that milestone, it is a fallacy of thinking that all of a sudden you're going to be feeling permanently the feeling that you're wanting to be experiencing. It's a temporary high and then all of a sudden you're back to the life that you have been normalizing before you reach that milestone. And my hope for you is as you're working hard towards a milestone, you are also incorporating into your life things that awaken your soul. Number three, break down the goal. Divide your overarching goal into smaller, manageable steps and milestones. And each step should contribute positively to your desired outcome. So along the way, we create these micro moments of achievement that give us these subtle boosts in our energy and our well-being because we are achieving something along the way and we're self-motivating. And then number four, regularly reflect. Periodically, take some time, review your goals and intentions. Ask yourself if they still resonate with the emotions that you want to experience. Are you aligned? Is the journey that you're on aligned with the feeling that you're wanting to feel? Or are you noticing the journey that I'm on is actually causing suffering? I don't want to do this anymore. Guess what? Guess what? You're allowed to pivot. Adjust them if necessary to stay aligned with your soulful aspirations. And let's not dismiss then the power of visualization. Visualization can be a potent tool when incorporating emotions into goal setting. So close your eyes and vividly imagine yourself achieving your goals while experiencing the desired emotion. Please don't close your eyes if you are driving, but in your mind's eye, Envision yourself achieving your goal while also attaining the emotion that you actually deeply long for. Visualization not only reinforces your commitment, but also helps you internalize and manifest those emotions into your daily life. And don't forget to embrace the journey. Goals with soul are not solely focused on the destination. They emphasize embracing the journey itself with all of its ups and downs. It is an opportunity for personal growth and self-discovery. Understand that setbacks and challenges are part of the process. You are not failing at your goals when you experience a setback and a challenge. They too can contribute to your soulful experience. In fact, they can be even greater teachers. 
Can you see setbacks and challenges as teachers? Can you welcome them into your life as guests that are there to teach you something instead of avoiding them or hiding from them or shutting down? Now, setting intentions is one thing, but sticking to them, yeah, that that's quite another. It requires practical strategies. So before we wrap up today, I'm going to go over a few, go over three. Remember, number one, visualization. Use the power of visualization to see yourself achieving your goals. This technique is backed by research in various domains of psychology, and we especially see this in, in sports psychology, but it applies across the board. Number two, accountability. Share your intentions with a friend or a family member or support group, those who can hold you accountable because accountability increases commitment. And number three, track your progress. Get out your journal, use apps, do whatever you need to do to track your progress because monitoring your success can, can boost your motivation. So as we wrap up this episode, remember that setting intentions for the new year is a journey, not a destination. And this is going to be true whether there are New Year's resolutions or like I said earlier, maybe you're listening to this podcast halfway through the year or halfway through the week. It doesn't matter. It's all about what you are creating and building along the journey. And the destination is just one piece of the whole puzzle. Begin reflecting, work on your SMART goals, incorporate emotions to make goals with soul, and implement those practical strategies. Most importantly, be patient and kind to yourself along the way. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode of Tough Love with them. And if this episode resonates with you, I encourage you to follow my Instagram account at Doc Copley for more free guidance on relationship trauma and healing. And don't forget to check out my book, Loving You Is Hurting Me. It's available online through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and most other online bookstores. And please write to me if you have any stories or experiences you like to share or questions that you like to ask. Until next time, stay true and stay you.